1: Welcome in to Duval Daily, your daily dose of Jacksonville Jaguars news and analysis. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks for tuning in. Today, we're taking a look at ESPN's three-round mock draft from a Jaguars perspective, of course. Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay, ESPN's top experts, uh, go back-to-back. McShay making the odd number picks, Kuyper making the even. I'm going to grade each pick for the Jaguars and then grade the three rounds As a whole, you can follow myself on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo, Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. If you enjoy the content, please go ahead, like, and subscribe on YouTube at Gen Jag. Exciting couple days here. Eight days till the draft. Really exciting couple weeks. But last night we had Jaguars head coach Doug Peterson bring in the heat. Throwing out the first pitch at the Jumbo Shrimp game. Uh, good stuff. Nice to see him out in the community getting involved. And he's still got a killer arm. Um, you can go, I'm sure, find that video on Twitter. But yeah, today we're looking at ESPN's three-round mock draft that they dropped on Tuesday, April 19th. Like I said, Todd McShay goes with the even numbers. Mel Kuyper goes with the odd number. Excuse me. McShay's got the odd numbers kuiper has got the even numbers. So McShay's making the first pick here for the Jacksonville Jaguars at number one overall. He has the Jaguars taking Aiden Hutchinson. This is his explanation. Top selection, best player on the board. It's that simple. Josh Allen and Hutchinson, who had 14 sacks last season, would form a fantastic edge rush duo in Jacksonville. I couldn't agree more with the end of that, that Josh Allen and Hutchinson would form a fantastic edge rush duo in Jacksonville. However, uh, best player on the board, not for me, for some certainly. And I understand that. Um, he checks off most of the boxes that you're looking for. I think the only thing you could say about him in a negative light is that he does have short arms. 32-inch arms, and that um, he doesn't always show the most bend. However, there are examples of bend on tape. And, and he kind of showed that at the combine as well, that, that it's within him. It's within his ability. Um, he's going to need to continue improving that, making it more consistent. This is a guy that we've talked about a lot on this show. I've written a lot about over the last six months or so great speed and explosion to threaten the edge and then has a ton of moves and counters to work back inside to work around uh tackles just really an advanced pass rush toolbox for Aiden Hutchinson to go along with some excellent overall athleticism really startling athleticism on some plays he's just able to Finish in ways that you would just not imagine a guy that's 6'7", 260-plus would be able to. Some of his movement skills are just really shocking at his size. So does this make sense for the Jaguars? Yes, it absolutely does. Pass rusher has been the direction the Jaguars have been seemingly uh, moving towards throughout this entire offseason with all the moves they've made. Uh, this is a very good pass rush class overall. There's not a Miles Garrett-level talent or a Nick Bosa-level talent or a Chase Young, but Aiden Hutchinson is right below those guys in terms of how I project him moving forward. Um, I got to give this pick an A-. Uh, he's not the top player on my board. I think Evan Neal fills that spot, but culture fit. Absolutely. The Jaguars are all about positivity right now in terms of, um, you know, just positive energy moving forward. You kind of see that throughout the coaching staff. You see that with Trevor Lawrence, Shaquille Griffin, some of the other leaders on the team. So Hutchinson fits in that, um, he's going to be a tone setter on that defensive line. He's going to help Josh Allen produce more. He's going to help the entire defense produce more. Um, He has some incredible uh, wins where he just gets into the backfield into the quarterback's lap in a blink of an eye. So yeah, I would give the Jaguars an A- for this one. Evan Neal would be my pick. Um, Aiden Hutchinson is the number two option, though, in my opinion, in terms of prospects available at the top of the draft. Uh, I, I do think Kayvon Thibodeau should have consideration here, but I don't think the Jaguars are into him at number one. I think overall, Hutch has a cleaner projection to being a very good starter. You could say that Thibodeau might have a higher ceiling, but I think Hutchinson has a very high ceiling in his own right. So I would be very on board with this pick. Um, The likelihood of it happening, I still think he's the most likely pick at number one. But the Trayvon Walker buzz just keeps growing. Uh, He's a guy that Trayvon Walker has all the athletic ability, has the ability to set the edge, length, everything you want, except for the most important thing. Pass rush ability. He is a raw pass rusher, bottom line can blame it on the way georgia used him you can blame it on you know it being a race to the football for that talented georgia defensive line and defensive front uh, but the bottom line is he did not show enough pass rush juice enough of a pass rush plan and toolbox when he was asked to rush the passer in my opinion for him to be a top overall pick so yeah this would be uh An A- A for me only because I think Evan Neal would be a better overall pick for the Jaguars. But you can call this an A-, an A. It doesn't really matter. Aiden Hutchins is going to come in. He's going to be able to defend the run for you, play opposite Josh Allen, and uh, create some pressure on opposing quarterbacks. And that's really going to help out the entire defense in terms of his ability on a three-down skill set. You'd have to be really happy with this pick overall um there's some rumblings coming out lately uh last couple days would Trent balky be petty enough to pass on Aiden Hutchinson because he comes from Michigan where Jim Harbaugh is the head coach um, Jim Harbaugh and balky have a checkered <clears throat> excuse me a checkered past a rough relationship um Balky was the GM in San Francisco when Harbaugh was the head coach. Uh, that relationship did not go well. Harbaugh has spoken out against Trent Balky on multiple occasions. So would 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 Trent Balky pass on his top guy if that is in fact his top guy simply because he doesn't like his former head coach? That would be just another level of petty. And honestly, if you're willing to do that as a general manager, you shouldn't have your job. Bottom line. And I'm not saying Balky would do that. We'll find out. Um, We'll find out if he does select Aiden Hutchinson. Obviously, we'll probably never find out if Aiden Hutchinson is not the pick. Why wasn't he the pick? They're going to just give you the idea that they like Trayvon Walker or whoever it may be more than Hutchinson. They're not going to come out and say it's because because Balky and Harbaugh don't get along. But something to watch, something to think about. It would be totally shocking to me if that's the reasoning. And again, we'll probably never find that out if that is the case. But goodness, that is just not something you want to think about. You do not want the GM of your football team to be making decisions based on personal relationships with coaches of players uh, coming out of college. That would just be a disaster. Now, the Jaguars' second pick in the 2022 NFL draft, getting back to this ESPN three-round mock with Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay. Um, McShay has this pick again, odd pick, odd number pick. Jaguars go with Tyler Linderbaum, the center out of Iowa. Here's what McShea has to say about Linderbaum in this pick. Linderbaum is a first-round talent who is still there on day two. And wouldn't you know it, the Jags have a hole at center after Brandon Linder retired this offseason. Yeah, if Linderbaum falls out of the first round, I'd be shocked if if the Jags don't take him, to be completely honest with you. He, to me, is super similar to Jason Kelsey, who um, Doug Peterson coached in Philly for some time. He's a guy that can get out and move, very athletic, undersized, sure, but very athletic. He's stronger than you would think for a guy his size, able to play with leverage, able to play with power, technicality. Uh, I think it would be a home run pick. I'd have to give the Jaguars an A-plus if they land Tyler Linderbaum at 33. Of course, the reason Linderbaum could be available is A, he's undersized. B, he plays center. And um, when you look at the center position, it's undervalued in terms of contracts, in terms of where these guys get drafted. And then the fact that Linderbaum is kind of scheme-specific, you need him in a zone-blocking scheme where you get him out moving a lot. Uh, get him on on the move out in front of plays. You're not really going to want him in a gap power scheme necessarily. And the Jaguars are going to run. A lot of zone, a lot of outside zone, wide zone plays uh, in the run game and Linderbaum's excellent in pass protection. He's not a perfect prospect. Sure, there's going to be some defensive linemen who, who kind of engulf him at the next level in terms of their size and length. But overall, I think Linderbaum is going to be a stalwart, a 10-year-plus starter in the NFL. He's going to make a bunch of Pro Bowls. He's going to make some guys look really silly. And again, this is an A-plus for the Jaguars if they're able to land Tyler Linderbaum at 33 overall. And I do think there's a good chance he falls out of the first round. I don't think he should. Um, But again, you have to find teams that want to run zone blocking scheme. You have to find teams that need a center and are comfortable with a guy who's undersized. And for that reason, he has a limited pool of teams that could target him in round one and, uh, and him falling to round two certainly is a possibility. Um, Quay Walker is still on the board, I believe here, which you should also look out for uh, in terms of who the Jaguars might pick Lewis seen. I could see Trent Baalke loving him. The Georgia safety um, he's just a heat-seeking missile who plays with great awareness and really plays with, um, plays within the defense. Yeah, so you've got Quay Walker still on the board, Kenyon Green still on the board, and and uh, Lewis. Seen, I think the Jaguars would consider all those guys, but ultimately, do I think they might pick Tyler Linderbaum over? The lot of those those prospects, yeah, I do think they might do that. And they do have a need at center long-term. They have Tyler Shatley there right now. He's 31 years old. He's on a two-year deal. He's never really been a full-time starter. So uh, adding Linderbaum in there, you could probably insert him into the starting lineup from day one and then have Shatley shift back to that um, backup interior offensive line role where he really has thrived. Uh, being a backup left guard, right guard, and center. I think that would make your offensive line a whole lot better. Now, moving into round three for the Jacksonville Jaguars, this is where this, this mock draft gets really interesting. I don't know about this from Todd McShea and Mel Kuyper, but let's go ahead and check it out. Wandale Robinson, receiver out of Kentucky, transferred from Nebraska. Again, this is another McShay pick. He says, get the ball in this guy's hands. He'll break your ankles with explosive shiftiness and then run away from you with his speed. Jacksonville could use another playmaker for Trevor Lawrence. I agree Um, in terms of, yes, the Jaguars need another playmaker. They need more offensive weapons. I also agree that Wandale Robinson is dynamic with the ball in his hands. Incredibly tough to tackle super explosive cuts in the open field that leave defenders just grasping at air. Honestly, uh, you'll love that. But this guy is five, eight, um, severely undersized, very short arms did not test overly impressively. In my opinion, uh, four, 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 40 yard dash. That's a mouthful. A lot of fours there. Um, also did not show explosive leaping ability in terms of um, that vertical and that broad jump. But um, would I slam the Jaguars for this pick necessarily? No. Nope. Uh, but would I be over the moon about it? Also no. Again, he's 5'8", 178, 27 inch arms, um, his 10 yard split one four nine you like that but 34 and a half inch vert not overly impressive uh, he's not a a nuanced route runner he needs to develop in that regard uh, and in my mind he is an offensive weapon you throw him in the slot you move him around the formation but he's not going to be an outside ball winner uh, I don't think he's going to be a contested catch type of guy at the next level. He's going to be a gadget player. He's going to be a guy who can win from the slot. But again, for a slot receiver, you really want somebody who is a more dynamic and and refined route runner than you would be getting from Wandale Robinson. I think he should be a late third, early fourth round pick. So this is top of the third. I don't like the value here. I think the Jaguars really need someone who's going to be more of an outside receiving threat. You've got Christian Kirk. who The Jaguars will move around the formation. They will line him up out wide, but he's going to be most productive and most efficient from the slot. Um, Evan Ingram is going to be most efficient from the slot. Um, You've also got Jamal Agnew, who we can't just pretend did not break out last year. He did break out before his injury. As long as he's able to come back and be – be the guy we saw prior to that injury, Jamal Agnew, I think, gives you everything Wondell Robinson gives you and maybe more. I think he's a better route runner. I'm giving this a C+. Um, I think Wondell Robinson would help your team. He would make you more explosive, more dynamic, uh, more difficult to scheme for, but his skill set is slightly redundant in this offense. Now, we finally get Mel Kuyper's first Jaguars pick here at number 70 overall in the third round. He goes with another diminutive wide receiver, Calvin Austin out of Memphis. This is what Mel Kuyper has to say about this pick. I'm going to double up on short slot receiver for the Jags because I'm not sure LaVisca Chenault Jr.'s future in Jacksonville. Todd gave the Jaguars Robinson a few picks ago and Austin is a dynamo with the ball in his hands at five foot eight. He ran a four, three, two 40 at the combine. Austin and Robinson can be versatile targets for a quarterback who needs them. Again, uh, I can say all the same things I just said about Wandale in terms of the redundancy of this selection at this point in the draft. However, I do think Calvin Austin has the ability to win on the outside, despite being 5'8", really a hair under 5'8", 170 pounds. He has the ability to win on the outside because he is faster. He is a better route runner. He has better releases against press coverage. Um, He has longer arms. He ran that 4'3", 240. He leaped 39 inches, had that 11'3", broad, Uh, did well in the short shuttle in the three cone. He shows the ability on tape and he showed the ability at the combine to separate, to run routes, to win against press coverage. Uh, So this is a guy who I would feel much more confident in, in terms of being a versatile weapon than Wandale Robinson, who I think is going to be limited to being slot slash move around the formation offensive weapon. I think Calvin Austin actually has the ability to win on the outside, to win in the slot. Um, he's going to separate down the field uh, with more consistency than Wondell Robinson. He's a better athlete than Wondell Robinson. In a vacuum, not looking at the fact that they just mocked Wandale to the Jaguars at 65, I would give the Jaguars a B- minus for taking Calvin Austin at 70. However, you did just take Wandale at 65. This is, you're stacking Wandale Robinson and Calvin Austin on top of a group that already has Christian Kirk, who is similar but bigger than these guys, has more outside ability than Wandale Robinson, certainly, and more size than Calvin Austin. Uh, But Jamal Agnew has that same skill set. LaVisca Chenault does it differently, but you use him in a lot of the same ways that you use these guys. He's more of a big, athletic, powerful receiver, but again, you're going to use him as a weapon if you keep him around. So, yeah, I think drafting Wandale Robinson and Calvin Austin in the third round at 65 and 70 is just, again, redundant. You're going to have. Wandale Robinson, Calvin Austin, Jamal Agnew, LaVisca Chenault, and Christian Kirk, and Evan Ingram, and Dan Arnold, all vying for slot roles? Uh, How do you get all these guys on the field at the same time? I'm not going to sit here and say that these two guys wouldn't make the Jaguars more explosive, more talented, but there's a a logjam now in the slot that I don't know how you correct it. Again, I do think Calvin Austin has the versatility to win outside a lot more than Wandale because he's got longer arms. He's got more athleticism. He's a better route runner. He has better release packages. But I can't imagine drafting both back-to-back at 65 and 70. It's kind of absurd, if you ask me. I'm not sitting here just trying to bash these guys. I think McShay and... And Kuiper are plugged in. They've been doing this for a long time. I respect their opinions. But there's just simply no way the Jaguars take Robinson and Austin at 65 and 70. And I think Austin is more likely to be a Jaguar than Wandale. To be completely honest with you. So, Jaguars at number one overall and Aiden Hutchinson. 33, Tyler Linderbaum. Both of those get A's for me. Hutchinson an A minus, Linderbaum an A plus. That is great value for the best center in the draft at 33. Um, Then at 65 and 70, Wandale Robinson is a C plus for me. Calvin Austin is a B minus. I'd probably give the Austin pick a B if Robinson was not the pick five picks earlier. Overall, I would give this a B because the first two rounds are the the most important. And you're getting a guy to pair with Josh Allen, who is going to help you against the run. He's going to help you on third down against the pass. Uh, He's going to be a tone setter, a team leader, a guy who fits in seamlessly with the culture you're trying to create in Jacksonville of positivity. Uh, Tyler Linderbaum is going to come in, I think, start from day one at center. He's going to make Uh, Tyler Shatley shift back to that primary interior offensive line backup role, uh, which is really where I think he fits best. He's going to fit this zone blocking scheme to a T. And I think he can be Doug Peterson's new Jason Kelsey. Then you get into the third round with Wandale and Calvin. Um, I think if you left the third round with these two guys, you would be a more explosive dynamic offense without question. I don't think the Jaguars would in any world take both of them in the third round. But if you got both of them in the third round, again, you would be a better offense for it. Even though there's redundancy there with Wandale and Calvin and with what's already on the roster, I still really love Calvin Austin. And and I don't, have any problem with wandale robinson as a prospect i just think he's not going to be a pure receiver he's going to be more of a weapon Uh, so you know i don't value him at 65 i value him more in the 90s to 100s calvin austin i do think i value him around 70 overall i'll give this a b the jaguars got better on defense uh, against the run and the pass they got much better on the interior offensive line and they gained depth. And again, with Hutchinson, you're also gaining depth because you're pushing DeWan Smoot and Arden Key down the rotation. And now you have a, a pass rush rotation that looks really good, uh, especially on the edge. And then Linderbaum, again, he makes more depth for you on the interior of the offensive line. Austin and Robinson, they create more talent, more depth, but redundancy sure but that's going to be a b overall for the jaguars again no chance robinson and austin come off the board for the jaguars in the third round one of them sure very possible and um because you have to evaluate who else is on the board um for the jaguars at these picks i think It's important to look at the receivers that are on the board when the Jaguars take Wondell Robinson and Calvin Austin. So you've got Jalen Tolbert, who I think has the potential to be an outside receiver, which I think the Jaguars need a little bit more than than a slot guy. And I think Calvin Austin, again, can play outside, but he's primarily going to be a slot due to his size. Khalil, Khalil Shakir is still on the board out of Boise State. I think he's a slot as well. Um, I think he might be a more reliable target, a better route runner than Wandale Robinson, but he does not have the same explosiveness and 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 you know, kind of offensive weapon style of play. Oh, Melton was still on the board. He's an interesting one because he was a big-time recruit. I think he has all the physical ability in the world, extremely fast, has enough size to play on the outside. Just really struggled in, in a bad offense at Rutgers. Looked good at the combine. Uh, looked good at the senior bowl. Ran really well. 4-3-4-40 at the combine. Uh, very athletic. I would value Bo Melton above Wandell Robinson for the Jaguars. So you look at some of those guys. That's why I can't give Wandale Robinson a great grade at 65. Some of the guys that were still available. Perrion Winfrey uh, at six, 76. I, I do not see him falling to this, the third round. Um, Perrion Winfrey falling to the Ravens at 76. That would just be a home run for them. Uh, Leo Chenal. the Jaguars at this point have not addressed linebacker. Uh, a linebacker to play with Foy Aluokan. I would value Chennault above, above Wandale Robinson. Jaquan Brisker, Chad Muma, Channing Tindall. Those are the three names that come off the board after Wandale Robinson. The more I look at this, the more I really can't stand that Wandale Robinson pick. But I'll stick with a C C+, because I do think he's going to help your football team and be explosive. But overall, the Jaguars get a B for this. They, they're redundant in the third round. They're passing up on better values in the third round, especially at 65. Would this be a disaster? No, but it's also unrealistic to think that they would get Robinson and Austin at 65 and 70. But Hutch, Linderbaum, those are two guys that you can build your foundation around without question. Do not hate that. That's going to do it. Thanks for tuning in Duval. Make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. Check jinjag.com for all the latest Jaguars news and analysis and Duval gear just dropped um, just dropped an article taking a look at Justin Ross, Trevor Lawrence's former teammate at Clemson. You can check that out again at jinjag.com. Thanks for tuning in Duval and have a great Wednesday.